Today, we are brought to you by, real quick, two-sided tape. That's right, the tape they said uh, could never happen. What's up now, haters? What's up, tape haters? You, I know you said it could only be one side. You, you, you lived in this paradigm, this world, where only one side of a thing could have adhesion, could be sticky, and then they did it. They came out with it. Because what if you got to stick something... You know, what if you got to stick tape to something, then you want to stick another thing to the thing with tape on it? For years, it was impossible to do. People, um, you know, for generations were using string. They were using um, prayer, honestly. They were just hoping. And then finally, somebody had the idea, two-sided tape. It seemed dangerous at first because if both sides are sticky, where can you grab it? Where can you touch it? How would you even package that? And there isn't time to get into the whole history of, of tape and, you know, the tape wars of the 1800s, the one-sided versus the two-sided. I mean, it was dividing communities in half at one point between the one and the, the two-sided people, tribal as we are. But at the end of the day, now we at least have both options and they live in harmony. There is no more feud. We've recognized that in some circumstances, single-sided tape suffices. And in some circumstances... You got to have double-sided. And so that's the beautiful thing now is we have both options. We are brought to you by double-sided tape. If you have any taping projects coming up and you need to stick two things together via one thing, come on, hit it up. Go to www.twosidedtape.com slash promo code Nesson for 47% off your first um, double-sided tape. Uh, roll that you get so that's a pretty good deal 47% off is almost half of it and you're getting all the tape you're still you're still getting the full double side so there you go D doublesidetape.com slash nesson for your promo now man there's a lot of stuff I don't know if we're going to be able to get to everything today because it was a big weekend for sports we had the you know formula one race one of the craziest endings of a race we've ever seen um the Jake Paul or sorry Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. I don't even know. One of the Paul brothers, dude. I can't tell them apart. They look the same to me. I don't know who's doing what. I know they stir up a lot of shit. The Paul, the Paul, one of the Paul brothers versus Floyd, May Way Floyd Mayweather. Oh my God, dude. I had too much pizza this weekend. I can't even think straight. And uh, on top of that, I've, dude, I have been web, I've been web sleuthing. Web sleuthing. Now, I never understood when you see these documentaries about people who, you know, solve mysteries and you know how they form these Facebook groups and they, they spend all day trying to solve these mysteries. They're going on Google Maps trying to solve murders that the police have given up. If you've ever seen Don't Mess With Cats is what I think it's called. Don't Mess With Cats? That's what I'm talking about. Filled with web sleuths. And you go, why are these people doing this? What a great way to waste your life sitting around solving a fake mystery with the other fake detectives, what's the point? And then I had an experience last week where I was like, I get it. I get it. When you feel like you've uncovered something, there is a feeling that you get that's extremely motivating. It's intriguing. And you almost feel like a duty to expose it. And this is what happened to me. I was shopping around for house insurance again. I mean, it doesn't get much more dad than that. It doesn't get much more old dude dad than spending time shopping around for house insurance come on that's as domestic as it gets so anyway i'm looking around 
at these insurance companies. I don't really know where to go. You know, I've got, I've used a broker in the past. Then I went and looked up the reviews for the broker that I normally use and it's terrible reviews. And that's, what's so funny about reviews is like, even though I've had a positive experience with them, they have like, I don't know, 1.8 out of five on Google reviews. And I'm like, I can't use them. I can't use them. Even though I have had nothing but positive experiences with them out of principle, I can't subject myself to a 1.8 star service. I got to look around. So I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Then I Google, like, I think I literally just searched best insurance companies in Canada. And there's this insurance service company that pops up. I'm not going to say what it's called, um, but I'm sure if you search like best home insurance companies, this one will pop up. It has 1,390 Google reviews, 4.8 star rating. And I'm looking at that right away and I'm like, oh, I'm in. I mean, they're based in Vancouver, 4.8 stars, 13, basically 1,400 reviews. They got to be good, right? I read a couple of the reviews. You know, I'll even hop in right now. You know, I spoke to a very pleasant David H. today. I was stressed with anxiety of purchasing a new home and let alone the insurance, the, the insurance and coverage. But Dave made me at ease and made my big day going on and above, getting the premium, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, then I read another one, right? Um, let's see. There's another one here. Wow. Just wow. Excellent service by no other than my guy, Fabio. So this sounds, they sound personable. Everyone is saying they're professional, very high-end, great customer service experience. And I was so close. I actually went online and I filled out their online estimator or whatever that type of stuff. And I was close to locking it in. I was close to calling them and getting my insurance policy through. But here's the thing. At the last minute, something didn't feel right about it. Something seemed a little off because I'm like, I've never heard of this service before. I've never, you know, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. But as I started reading more and more, I here's another one. I signed up with renter's insurance today with a special request that I had to schedule a callback for. Zeb DW called me extremely quickly. Okay, interesting. Let's see one more here. Um, here we go. I have been a client with this insurance for over a year. Can safely say they are one of the quickest, most professional and approachable teams I've ever worked with. Special shout out to Claire V. Thank you, Claire. So this is where I started reading these reviews and I'm like, why do all of these reviews mention someone's name? They all seem, it's a little strange to me that they all seem to be mentioning, you know, I had this experience, shout out to my man, Scott, <laughs> right? Shout out to Rachel, thanks for helping me out. When you read a couple of those, it seems normal, but then listen, I read through 10, 15, 20 reviews. They all have what appears to be the exact same formula. They show, I'm so excited, what a great service. This person, name, help me out. And then, you know, a subtle review of the exact services that they, like, it becomes so obviously robotic. And so right away, I'm like, oh, this is all bullshit. Right away, I'm like, these reviews are bullshit. And I start doing a little bit more research. This is where I start web sleuthing, dude. I'm in, I'm, a review web sleuth. 
So I look around at other places, and yes, all you have to do is a minor amount of digging. And then you realize that these are all fake as shit. It's all fake reviews. You go to the, you can click on the people who left these reviews. One of them, this guy left a review for this company like a week ago about how good his experience was with like David H, right? The same formula, the same shit, five stars. And then immediately two days later, this same guy has a review for a boarding school in England. So he just got home insurance in Vancouver, but then he also has a positive uh, experience with a boarding school in England. Dude, how weird is that? So what I've realized is you cannot trust Google reviews. You read them, and if they seem like a person would actually talk, then you can trust them. But now I've realized that they, this, these companies, there's obviously some service out there where they're just paying to have, I mean, there's probably, you know, um, entire offices in some places just set up with people writing positive reviews for these companies. They probably pay them like, you know, $10. And that's what they can do. And this is 13, this is 1400. And all you have to do is you filter onto the, uh, the one star reviews and you immediately see how BS these are. Cause you see when people try to make actual claims through this insurance, <laughs> apparently they say like this insurance service immediately just goes like, all right, take us to court, whatever. I know you paid for it. It's in your, you take us to court with everything. This is so interesting. So I don't know. That was another example of trust your gut. And if something seems off, it probably is. Cause I was so close to getting insurance through this service. And I would have been kicking myself when you then go and read that you're like, Oh, 10,000 bots wrote your reviews for you. Nice try. Nice try insurance service. Again, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to name it. I'm not going to call it out by name, but, uh, yeah, nice try. But that was my web sleuth moment where I'm like, man, I've uncovered something. I ran down, I showed it to Jen. I was like, look what I've uncovered. And she's like, wow, wow, cool. Hey, do you need more to do? <laughs> like, dude, you got time to be web sleuthing right now? I'm like, I guess I do. But it was an adrenaline rush. And that does, it is strange. Because um, I guess, you know, if you're Google, how do you even shut that down, right? Like, how do you, on these, these are real people, I bet, that are writing these reviews. But again, they probably get paid to write these five-star reviews on stuff. So, ugh. There's a whole scam going on out there that we don't even know about, man. And I tell you, when I saw, when I clicked that one open and I saw the guy was doing a review for the home insurance plus some random boarding school in England, whew, I was like, someone call Netflix right now. We're about to see how deep, how deep this rabbit hole goes, right? What is interesting is if they did a Netflix documentary on this, it would be called Duh. Because I think most people probably recognize that, right? Like a lot of this. I, did, I, I, didn't, I knew there was fake reviews out there, but I didn't know that it was to the extent where a company could have 1,400 fake reviews. 1,400. Damn, man. Game's the game. I mean, I would say I'm not mad at it, but I, but I am. But I am. Now, if you're doing fake reviews, but you're still offering a good service, that's different. These guys sound like they're doing fake reviews and then screwing people over as soon as they um, get insurance with them. Strange, man, right? I don't know. Let me know. Have you ever done a fake review? I've never done... Um, I don't even know how many reviews I've written. I've written maybe four reviews in my whole life. 
four reviews and uh, one of them, one I wrote was a negative review and I don't write those under my own. I have an alias that writes my negative re reviews for me. And it was because of the, when I was a member at Good Life Fitness back in the day, I remember how they, they would charge you for towels. Like, but it was something so ridiculous. It was like your membership fee is 50 bucks. And then if you want towel service, what was it? 55 or like $5 a month. And I'm like, just make the bottom, you know, membership that amount. Anyway, whatever. Let's move on. It's not even funny at this point. All right. Big things this weekend. Um, number one, Formula One race, Azerbaijan. Insane. The first 48 laps of this race, nothing happened. Nothing crazy. 48 laps of just nothing, right? And then we're going into 49 of the 51 laps. There's two laps left. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, poor Verstappen, who's been leading it the whole time, his tire explodes and sends him into the wall. And right away, here's the thing that I learned about Formula One, because again, I'm new to this sport, I'm learning as I go, is everyone has to use the exact same tires. So the car is up to you, obviously your engine you create, but the one thing that is standardized is the tires on the cars. Everyone has to use the same. And um, that means that the sport as a whole contracts some you know uh, company to make the tires for everyone. Two drivers, Lance Stroll and Verstappen, had uh, their tires explode. So that company is going to be fired 100%. Because you almost killed two of the drivers with your shit tires. Especially for poor Max. Because he was, what, one and a half laps away from winning? So that was insane to see. I can't even imagine the feeling of that. There's very few sports in the world that are so dependent on... Like, if your car F's up, then that's... That's it. Like, that's what happened to him. His car effed up, and he's done. Doesn't matter. Spent an hour and a half racing. Was in the lead the whole time. Tire blows up. Lap and half from the end, and you're just done. Isn't that insane? That's like if there was a golf tournament, and, I don't know, one of your clubs breaks on the last hole, and they're like, all right, you're done. Doesn't matter. You golf four whole, whole rounds. None of it matters now. And it was out of your control, too. Club just fell apart. You're done. So I can't even imagine the frustration, right? So then they got to clean up the cars and they do, they restart the race, which when I heard that they keep saying restart the race, I was like, are we doing the whole thing again? Like 51 laps? Cause I ain't got time for that. And then you've realized, no, no, no. They're just going to line up again and they're going to start and do the last two laps. And when I, when they said that, I said, I was thinking, why don't you just finish the race as it is? Who cares? Everyone gets the spot they're in right now. And this is why you don't because they started the race again. And Lewis Hamilton, again, spoiler alert, locks up his brakes. He actually surges out to first. He did really good. And then he locks up his brakes and he's out. And you're like, holy shit. So anyway, there was a huge swing. You know, the top, the guy in first and second going into the 48th lap in the last, you know, 1% of the race lost out completely lost out one locked up his brakes and he's gone the other guy his tire exploded so that was probably one of the most exciting or strange endings to an f1 race that i've seen and again I've, i mean i haven't even been following this for a year so what do i know but it was crazy to see all that happening and uh but i felt i felt good for the guys who came through it was nice to see sebastian vettel um which i believe is actually pronounced fettel that that's effed me up for a long time because it's spelled V-E-T-T-E-L. 
and they always say Fettel. Fettel? So, nice to see Sebastian Fettel get back on the board. I just like him. He just seems like a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and that's who I cheer for. He's a nice guy, right? <laughs> Speaking of, leads right into the uh, Logan Paul versus Floyd. Can I just confirm really quick? It was Logan Paul. Yeah, okay, perfect. I dude, I can't tell these two guys apart. Um, and again, I'm sure you've heard at this point, so this is no spoiler. But uh, essentially, I mean, Logan just lasted the whole time with Floyd Mayweather. He went all eight rounds. And um, you know what? I regret buying it. Dude, it was expensive. It was $50. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Let's do it for the spectacle because I was the, I was in the same boat as everyone else. You're going, there's no way Floyd doesn't knock this guy out. He's a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber. That doesn't mean he hasn't been training hard and he hasn't been, you know, whatever. But he's going up against one of the greatest, if not the greatest boxer of all time. You, How is that not assumed to be a knockout? And so they do the first round. And to be honest, Logan... I don't know a lot about, you know, boxing or whatever, but it looked like to me he won the first round. If you gave this amateur judge, if you gave this web sleuth the power to award points, I would have given it to him for the first round. And then the second round, I don't. I, after that, I have no idea because it was a little tighter. I'm sure that Floyd probably won the rest of them or whatever. But how did he go the whole... I was, at the end, I was just kind of disappointed. I'm like, man... You know, money aside or whatever, it's like this pay-per-view for for them to just box and go the whole distance. It's not what anyone gets that pay-per-view for. We're looking for either Floyd to knock him out or even crazier would be if he somehow beat Floyd. Like if he knocked uh, Floyd out, that would have been insane. So the fact that they just went the full distance, I don't know. I felt kind of robbed. I felt like um, it was obviously a cash grab. And the fact that I gave money that goes into Logan Paul's <laughs> pocket, I mean, but the game's the game. He played it well. He's going to make $10 million or something crazy like that. Um, the, but I still have a hard time reconciling. How does somebody from YouTube take up your sport? Has he even been boxing for a year, two years? Go against one of the greatest of all time. And not just get knocked out. I, I still don't understand it. Maybe that's because I just don't have enough fight knowledge. I don't know. It's probably my own fault. But to me, I'm like, um, any other sport that I can think of. You know, if somebody started golfing even two years ago, that's, they just start picking up golf. And then they want to golf around against, you know, let's say Tiger Woods. I know that his leg is still, I don't even know if he's able to walk. Yeah, to be honest, you haven't really heard anything, and I think that's not good news. So I don't even want to think about it. Poor Tiger. But you say, let's pretend Tiger's not hurt. Do a round against Tiger. It's like you wouldn't have a chance, right? Let's say somebody started playing hockey a year ago, and then they were going to do a one-on-one, -on -one, um, I don't know, shoot up like a one-on-one -on -one game versus any ex-NHL player. Even though that NHL player is 44, they would destroy them. So, again, I don't know, man. Maybe, again, maybe this is one of these boxing things and I just don't understand. And I know there was a big size difference, too, and that plays into it. Because Floyd is only 5'8". I didn't realize he's that small. And Logan is like 6'6", so maybe that plays into it. But I don't know. You're the best. You're the best in the world. 
You couldn't knock him out in eight rounds? It was Maybe he wasn't trying to. I don't know. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around that, you know? Because, again, here's one more example, even though I beat this horse to death. It's like, let's say Serena Williams, right? Like, let's say I wanted to play her when she gets to 44. Let's wait until she gets to 44, and then let's say I want to play her in tennis. There's no way. There's She would still destroy. Dude, a 60-year-old Serena Williams will destroy me even if I started practicing right now relent and did nothing but that for the next four years would destroy me. So I don't know. I was a little bit disappointed at the end. It was still a fun spectacle to watch. And it is insane to think that somebody as annoying and crazy as those guys are, and they do a bunch of stupid shit. The fact that he was able to get a fight with Floyd Mayweather and generate that amount of money for himself you got to find a way to at least appreciate that in some way and then apply it to yourself. And that's why I'm announcing that I will be doing karate. <laughs> I'm going to get professional karate fighting, man. So anyway, big weekend. Um, I got some more stuff. We didn't get a chance to talk to, about it today. Um, I want to do this week. I'm going to, we're going to rank the best because I had a big pizza experience this weekend and I want to go through and rank the pizza franchises. From best to worst. And I think the one that I already know that's going to win is going to be a surprise, but not a surprise. I don't know how to explain it. The one that I know is already going to win, and it's based on some pizza experiences I had over this weekend, is going to surprise people because you're not going to think. But then when I say it, I think there might be some recognition of, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. So that's going to come up. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff planned. So stay tuned. And um, I will see you guys on Wednesday, hump day. See you then. Bye-bye.